don't discount your credibility in your zone of genius if you don't excel in your zone of excellence. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Amy Lee Westervelt of Gratitude and Glamour. Amy Lee, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I've been so excited to be here. Definitely. I'm excited as well to have you on. You're doing so many phenomenal things. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Amy Lee so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Amy Lee is a dream design coach and mindset expert who works predominantly with sensitive and emotionally intelligent entrepreneurs. Through her signature programs and coaching, she has assisted in the transformation of thousands of business owners from anxious and unaware to empowered and abundant. Her unique law of attraction-centric approach marries gratitude and personal value. She strives to leave her clients with an affinity for the finer things in life and a deep belief in the worthiness of these for these experiences. Amy Lee, great to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am so ready. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, absolutely. So I, my story has so many pieces, right? Like I feel like one of the things about being a CEO is we pivot and then we pivot. And sometimes we kind of do a whole circle and we end up right back where we were. So I started out um, back way back in the day. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom and then I kind of got the bug before I got married. I had worked in, you know, um, corporate America, whatever. So I kind of got started to get the bug, had a little blog, and then we moved to Alaska and my husband was in the military and I was miserable. We were 7,000 miles from home. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore, buddy. I'm like, we need to figure something out. And he's like, well, if you can figure out how to replace my income, I'll get out. And I was like, done and done. But I had no idea how I was going to do that. So long story short, and there's a lot of pieces of that story. And we can go into that in another interview. But um, I ended up finding this network marketing company that was brand new. And so I ended up jumping in with them. So I'm in there with them and really the real, I mean, part of it was definitely to make money, but part of it was because I finally was like, okay, I get to be the visionary. I get to empower women, sometimes men, but mostly women, you know, to really go after their dreams. I was big into the law of attraction. I was big into the secret. I was, oh, I'd always made it work for me. Um, but then I kind of like fell out of it. Then I'd go back to it. And it was kind of, you know, like this, like a, a yo-yo diet for the, like for manifesting, if you will. And so um, anyway, so then um, after that happened, I ended up, you know, really kind of feeling disenchanted with this because yes, I was making ridiculous money. I mean, like more than surgeons make, to put it mildly, I was making in this company, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling like it was really getting to pour into people. The company really wanted us to toe the company line and not necessarily to speak about you know, what was really going to empower people. And so I had to make a really tough decision and I walked away from a whole bunch of money a month. And I started my own coaching company. And so I started code, like you said, coaching empaths and highly sensitives. And that's what I am. And that's what I love. And then I kind of started to get a little bit bored and I was like, okay, guys, like it doesn't light me up to teach you about who you are. It's an aspect 
but let's, let's do something, right? I, I like to think of it like if you had a course where you're teaching firefighters how to firefight, that's one thing, but you could also teach firefighters how to invest in real estate or how to open their own ice cream shop or how to invest in the stock market, right? It's the niche, it's not the topic. So I realized that empaths, highly sensitive, creatives, intuitives were my niche and not my topic. So once I did that, I was like, okay, what's the thing that I really want to focus on. And then I was like, it's dream design. It's the creative process because most of the people that I had coached over the first couple of years of coaching empaths and highly sensitives were people who didn't know what they wanted, or they felt guilty for wanting more, or they felt like they just couldn't, they were too overwhelmed to think about it. And that's when dream design was born. And I don't know if you know, like um, Russell Brunson talks all the time about the blue ocean. Mm -hmm. Well, let me tell you, friend, dream design is my blue ocean. I own the dreamdesigncoach.com. Nobody else that I know of is a dream design coach. And so, but, but it's the creative process. It's ask, believe, receive. And I put my own spin on it and people just can't get enough of it. Right? Like everybody's a dream design. I want to sign up with a dream design coach. And the branding has just kind of flowed in because I got really clear on what I wanted to do. And then let my, you know, my intuition kind of write the story. Yeah, I appreciate you for sharing that. And, and I think too, that so many times we, when we think about life, when we think about biz, we don't think about the journey. We think about, you know, that, that path or that we're at. And I think that as we start to drill down sometimes in our life, we find that we try on, you know, that shoe, so to speak, and that shoe might've fit at one point, but we might've grown out of it, or we might look, be looking for a different style or different shape. So I love that you talked about each of those steps, because I think so many times we can beat ourselves up when we feel like, oh, this is not the right path or the right thing, but maybe you just want to pivot or change. And that can get, lead you to even more opportunities even more, you know, value and, and, and I think impact that you can have. And I love that you say that too, because I always tell my clients, you don't have to get a tattoo on your face that says that this is your niche, right? Mm -hmm. Like it evolves over time. And you may say, well, I really love this aspect of this niche, but this part I don't love. So then you write that part out and you repel the people who have that and you bring in the people and you just keep evolving and you do it in conjunction with what really lights up your soul. Yeah, absolutely. And that's incredibly powerful because you get that opportunity to, to kind of figure what that is out and you get to kind of work through that. So I love that you do that for your clients as well, too. Could you take us through a little bit more on what you're doing as a dream design coach and what that process looks like? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a dream design coach. So, so basically what it is, is most people don't know what they want. They think they know, but what they really, what they, what they're going after is what other people tell them they want or what people on TV tell them they want or what advertising tells them they want. Most people really haven't done what I call the dream design work. And it's funny because everybody talks about their work ethic. I have such great work ethic. I'm so, you know, but nobody ever talks about their dream ethic. Nobody ever sits down and do the dream work. And the interesting thing is so many people think the reason I don't have what the person who has what I want has is because they have more money. It's because they have more time. It's because they have more luck. And I'm kind of in your face here to say, it's because you don't know what it is. Because if you sit down and do the dream work ahead of time, the universe has no choice but to rearrange the past to make that happen for you. The problem is either you don't feel like you deserve it and you're blocking it, or you're just so flippant overwhelmed and we all live in a world of decision fatigue, right? Like Facebook conditions you to do this. Like you literally look at your newsfeed and they're like, don't look at this. There's stuff over here. Oh, there's stuff over. Like who, if they wanted someone to have like peace of spirit would put the information outside of their peripheral vision, 
they're not your friend, right? So we live in such a distracted society that people really need to slow down and get these details. And so what I do is I make people get crystal clear on what it is that they're trying to create. Because once they get clear on that, guess what? Now they know what to do, right? Because if I know, you know, you might say, oh, well, I really want to get, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Okay, but why? Well, because I guess if I do that, then I get the swipe up feature. Okay, but why? Well, because then people could go to my website and buy my stuff. Okay, but why? Well, because I want to make lots of money. Okay, but why? Well, because I want to have peace and I want to feel fine. It- ah, so what happens when we focus on you feeling financially stable or what's the uh, geographic freedom? Let's focus on that. Then everything, then anything can come in to fulfill that. But you are going the other way around. You're going, to, you're going down from the, from the top, sorry, top, bottom up, right? Bottom up. Mm-hmm. And so you're thinking of it like this. And you're like, this is the only way it's going to happen. I got to get 10,000 followers. Well, no, you don't. Because if Oprah sees your ad and makes a phone call, you've got 500 million. New- so it doesn't have to be that way. But people are so conditioned that it has to go the ways that I know of. So one of the things I do with my clients is I make them come up with 10, and I'll make you do this too, 10 different ways that they can achieve their dreams that they've never thought of those circumstances before. Like that's your homework. Okay. Gresh, I'm going to make you go do that for homework. What are 10 ways that you could get to your goal? What your true goal is that you've never even fathomed, like something incredible, like a, like a helicopter crashes in your backyard very safely, you know, and the person's like, oh my gosh, you had a big piece of grass. What can I do to pay you? Let me give you a hundred thousand dollars. Like that could happen. You know, Oprah could be standing in front of you at the grocery store and turn around and say, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. And people are like, well, that'll never happen. Well, but it could. She could be visiting her friend that lives in that town. She had to go grab a carton of milk and some eggs. It's just as likely as it is not to happen. And so that's what I do. I get people to remember who the heck they're dealing with themselves, the ultimate creator. I bring back that empowerment. I remind you of who's in charge on this planet. And it ain't the people trying to tell you that you're not good enough or that you need their help or that you need their protection. And so that's what I do. I am a crapster, so to speak. I am a rebel. I am a revolutionary. And I am here to let the world know that it is all about radical responsibility. You are 100% responsible for your life. You're the one who is in the driver's seat. You get to make the choices, nobody else. Would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce? The thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique. Is it that ability to really drill down and get that information and that, um, I guess, knowledge of self and do that work for individuals? I think probably my, my superpower is that I see people at their highest self. I can see a person at the ultimate of their potential. So I can kind of like, I approach them from that highest self. And so it's really easy for me to kind of help ease them into that future self persona because I see them there already, right? Like I see them where they want to go. Truly appreciate that. And so I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? 
So being that I'm a highly emotional person, one of my CEO hacks is what I call bookends. And bookends is all about having a morning routine that's always the same, having an evening routine that's always the same, not the same from each other, but the same. Mm -hmm. And then the middle of my day is fluid. So I know what category I have to get accomplished, but maybe today I got really bad news and I'm not in the mood to go write 10 emails. So that's if I'm, if I'm doing, you know, housekeeping, that's going to be a day that I'm going to delete emails, right? Like, or if it's, you know, actual housekeeping, right? I have five little kids and a husband. So like, if it's, if I'm supposed to be cleaning and I'm like, you know what, I don't really feel well, then maybe I'm not going to go do the toilets that day. I'm going to go and, you know, dust. Cause you know what I mean? So like being able to recognize, like figuring out the categories of what you have to do in the course of your day for all the roles that you play giving yourself permission to only choose the category for the time period and allow the energy of the time to pick the actual task. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Oh, this is so good. And you know what, when you started the sentence, I'm like, well, I have no idea. And then by the time you finished it, I had it. So here it is. Don't discount your credibility in your zone of genius if you don't excel in your zone of excellence. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And so I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. We're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Amy Lee, what does being a CEO mean to you? Being a CEO to me means that my business is my baby. It's my baby. And just like I can't leave one of my five kids and not feed them or not get up one day and decide to change a diaper, even if I have a migraine, my business lives and dies with me. And so although I may bring people in and, you know, have people help me, I have to remember that I'm still in charge. It's still my, it's still my baby. Truly appreciate that, Amy Lee. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that opportunity. Guys, it's just look, here's the thing your life is your tapestry, it's, it's your easel. You have all the paint, you have anything that you want, you can create. The problem is that you don't want it. And when you figure out what you want, when you figure out what you truly desire, I mean, the iPhone didn't, wasn't in a catalog of things you could invent, right? It came from someone's mind, the airplane, cures for diseases, suspension bridges, all of those things had to come from here before they could be created out here. And you are just as, if not 100% more capable of thinking and designing your dreams than anyone else in history who ever has. The only difference is they did the work on the front end so that they could see the results on the back end. And so that is what I want to leave you with. And if you guys are looking to get a hold of me, you can find me in my Facebook group, which is uh, Dream Building Entrepreneurs, or you can go to my website, which is gratitudeandglamour.com. Yeah, that's, yeah. And I have a really fun on that website. I have a really fun little, um, dream design archetype assessment that I can, that you can take that will help you start your dream design journey. So thanks. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amy Lee. We will have the links and information um, in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can click through and follow up. Um, but I, I'm a big believer. I always say this, um, that, you know, if you run your own race, you can never lose. Um, but I think it's probably just as important, if not more important, as you said so well, to know what race you're running. So I appreciate you for doing the work to help people to understand what that is and what that looks like so that we can be our best selves and run that race. So thank you so much again for all the work you do and the time you took today. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.